some things. Things that were filmed and they, they were online, but now they're not. And I swear you'll never be able to find them ever again. These things, dear listeners, were painful to watch. A lot of ripping, that was a mess. A lot of anger, and that was a mess. A lot of screaming, and that was a mess. I went three times, maybe four, and I'm, I'm just thankful nobody can see it because there was nothing to see. No refractors, no RPAs, no low population. The whole mess was base, really base, and I can't let anybody see it. And what is it? Well, it is card breaking. One of the most exhilarating, frustrating, hilarious, devastating, rewarding things you can do when you collect this. Welcome to Collect This, powered by CSG, your go-to sports card grading company. Here's your host, Alan Goldscher. Tom Kolcheski, co-owner of Real Sports Cards out in Wisconsin, uh, which is the home to Real Breaks. Tom, before we get into talking about breaks, I have assigned you a task, my friend. I threw it at you this morning, and I know you're going to crush it. Hey, we have a little special promotion going on, and I want you, my guest, to read and tell my listeners what kind of awesome stuff they can get. All right, let's go, Alan. Check out this special deal for you awesome, awesome Collect This listeners. Mm -hmm. Head over to csgcards.com slash join select premium. Use the promo code Collect This and you can join CSG at the premium level of just $99. That is $50 off the regular price. No, it's not. It is. (laughs) You wouldn't believe it. Not only that. Not only that. There's more. There's more. You wait. There's more. You'll get $150 same as cash credit. So the price of the membership literally pays for itself. But wait. But wait. But wait. There's more. No, there's not. (laughs) There is. You'll get access to exclusive benefits like discounts and select add-on services. 24-7 online submission tracking and 10% off. The, C- the store, the CCG store. Once again, csgcards.com slash join select premium. Use the code collect this. Get your grade on the CSG. Dude, you are so hired. Really, really great stuff. Thank you. You just, he just, you can't see this. He just mic dropped the, the copy. He just mic dropped the paper. Um, so Tom, before we dive into your journey and uh, what's going on in the contemporary breaking scene, tell us your definition as someone who has been part of this for a long, 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 long time. What's breaking? What is breaking? Sure. The basics of breaking, the way I see it, is collecting and buying a share of a case or a box or a group of boxes. So let's just say um, Topps Chrome. Topps Chrome releases today. We're filming on the 16th. You are a Yankee collector, but your way of collecting the Yankees. Maybe you don't want to go buy a hobby box on realsportscards.com for $2.99. Maybe <laughs> you just want the Yankees. So um, you can buy a share of the Yankees. You can buy a share of that case. So you buy just the Yankees. And then when all the teams are sold, 
then we open up um, these cards, and then for I think the Yankees are like sixty dollars for a, a case. So you'll get all the Yankees from that entire. 12 box case instead of buying a box of cards and then trading to make up yours. So that's the way we look at it. It's a share of a product that you can either get your Civic team. Maybe you want to do a random team. Maybe you want to do a random division. Um, a lot of different ways. The fun part about breaking, breaking's been around forever, long before the internet. I remember as a kid when I'd go to a card shop and there's 87 tops. Me, I always liked National League, and I had a friend who always liked American League. So we'd buy a box of cards, we'd open it, I'd get all the NL, he'd get all the AL. Um, so it, it's just a way to collect. It's a great way to meet and be part of a community. I think that's a mm-hmm. big part of breaking is a, mm-hmm. a, a community of collectors. Yeah, one thing that I've noticed uh, over the last few years is uh, when you go to a card show, especially the National, the breaking pavilions and the breaking areas just get bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> and more I, I, ostentatious isn't necessarily a nice way to say it, but uh, with size comes volume. And so it gets louder in there and louder in there. And it's like a party at this point. It's not just opening cards. It's like you said, it's a community. Yeah. And there's, there's different breakers, different personalities. And I love it, you know, and um, someone called us the Mr. Rogers of breaking one time. And I took that as <laughs> an extreme compliment, Oh yeah, you know, um, some people like breakers that swear and use derogatory terms, but that's what they like and they enjoy that. We we don't. So um, it's all different styles and um, different. There's it's a beautiful hobby and there's different ways to collect. And there's different people and there's like you said different styles. Um, I've done a couple breaks online, which I alluded to in my ridiculous intro. Um, and for whatever reason. I have had the worst luck in the history of break. Every time I open some 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 wax, garbage, 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 garbage. It's all garbage. I never get a good card. <laughs> never get a low pop card. Never get like a, a you know pretty little refractor thing. It's so depressing. You break on a pretty regular basis, right? Yeah, we are live for about ten hours a day. Uh huh. So, um, how's your luck? You good? So opening cards for other people. I'm pretty good. Opening cards are myself. I'm absolutely horrible. <laughs> so, so, you know, so if my, I'm a collector at heart, you know, be, yeah. before doing this as a business. So I like to open products so like Topps Chrome. I said releases today. I'll buy a box out of our store. Um, but I will not open it myself. I'll, my kids have much better luck. So tonight oh. they'll uh, rip and I guarantee they get something good. Um, my son, we have four kids. My oldest son, Trent. Um, he has pulled some amazing cards, yeah. and then uh, my daughters are getting into act now. And then um, they there's a Tops conference in February, and we got some promo packs and things. Mm-hmm. I opened mm-hmm. one, got a garbage auto, brought it home. One of my daughters opened Joey Votto auto to five. Like that's oh that's my god! Terrible. And so I'm just like I don't open any cards for myself anymore. <laughs> um, how, how old are your kids? So my son Trent is 14, or no, he's mm-hmm. 13. He'll be 14 soon. Um, my daughter Lydia is 12. My daughter Matea is nine. And then our son Malix is five. Shout out to the kids. Um, are you going to, do you stream these uh, or or is it just an in-house, uh, a Kolchesky moment so, amongst the family? They, I should stream them. You know, my, um, I had my daughters rip some WNBA Prism a couple years ago Ooh. and we streamed that and they got a huge audience. And then, um, Tops makes like a fuzzy animals, like a fuzzy bunny. 
Uh-huh. Uh, maybe like fuzzy pandas, maybe like fuzzy llamas. My daughters ripped some cases of that, and we streamed it on our site, and we sold cases upon cases to people. Oh, to my God. Because saw my daughters. So they, I love they, that. They, yeah. So that, And that, that, goes, that goes back to the community thing you were just talking about. It really adds a familial aspect to it. And I think oftentimes lost in the um, glitz and glamour and investment aspects of collecting and breaking is that end of the day that we all started this uh, for a familial uh, thing, you know, to bond with our parents, to bond with our friends, to bond with our relatives. Uh, And I love the fact that you are uh, including your kids. So so while we're on the topic of kids, talk to me about when you first started collecting. Take me on your collecting journey, how you ended up uh, actually making a living at this. Yeah. So I was, you know, like a lot of 40 year old males, I grew up in the eighties and um, loved 86 tops, fell in love. So you know, I was a kid, like a lot of us, every 40 cents you got, you ran to the Kmart or the local card shop and bought a pack of cards. So mm-hmm. did that. And then, um, you know, went to college, like, um, and then, you know, you're in college, you kind of drop out of collecting and I am the typical reentry collector. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, out of college, I started working for a minor league baseball team. Um, I worked in minor league baseball for 12 years and I kind of got back into that. You kind of get to know some players and you collect their Bowman and things like that. Um, and I had a friend take me to the national <laughs> and I was like, what on earth is this? <laughs> you know, it's two hours away in Chicago. I thought it was just a regular card show. Yeah, I haven't been to them in 20 years and uh-huh. that, that I was, that was all over after that all over. And so, um, so then I just, I like buying and breaks. So I like to collect the cubs. Um, but I didn't like buying a whole box. I just wanted um, the Cubs. And so, and, uh, yeah, if I can pop in, that's exactly the way I was when I was a little itty bitty collector. I, you know, I, I'm older than you. I was collecting stuff in the mid, uh, late 70s, and I'd bust open my little tops packs. And if I didn't have like a Rick Rushell or a Willie <laughs> Hernandez or a Steve Ontiveros, I'd be super sad. Absolutely. I was a big Sean Dunstan collector. Sean Dunstan. <laughs> so, fast forward to uh, 2016, and that's when I really. I was really hard into collecting, you know, buying in maybe one or two breaks a week. Um, you know, Chris Bryant. Now at that point, how did you discover breaking? You just it was like out there in the ozone because 2016 is kind of when things started getting a little more. I I don't want to say normalized, but that's when it was sure. easier to find them. It was you know they were a little better. I mean, production value is a relative term, but like they looked a little better. Uh, yep. Is that kind of when you stumbled onto it? Yeah, I probably I started buying in 2015, so I wanted to buy every Chris Bryant rookie on the face of the earth. Mm, good call. And someone told me about hey, if you go on Facebook, there's these rooms. And I'm like, I don't, you know. I don't want, I don't do social media, you know? So I, I created a Facebook account just to buy baseball cards. <laughs> That's how it all started. Wow. And then I discovered breaks and I was like, I was hooked. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then, um, it, you know, but there's a couple of things that bothered me about some groups I was in. One was the language. Um, mm. I, you know, I had a son, my son's, you know, he's 13 now, but he was born in a, I always felt weird that anytime someone walked in the room, I had to turn the volume down. And I was like, yeah. well, why? I, if you if you can't enjoy stuff with people you love, like, why Why are you doing it? And so, yeah. so then fast forward in 2016, lo- very, very long story. I'll try to keep it short. Um, 
My wife is pregnant with our fourth child, and um, we found out he had some major heart defects, and he would most likely have Down syndrome. So my wife was a school counselor. I was working as the director of Billings and Grounds for a school district. Mm-hmm. We knew she had to take out, one of us had to take off of work to care for this child going, you know, with some crazy heart surgeries coming up. Um, we didn't make enough money to have one income. Like we couldn't afford for one of us um, to take off. So I, I needed to get a second job. And you kind of think of life and you're like, well, what do I know? And I'll be honest, Alan, the only thing I really know in life is sports cards. Like That's what it came <laughs> down to. I'm like, I really know sports cards. Um, and at the time I was, you know, I would collect, but then I would buy stuff to flip basically to pay for my, for my collecting habit. You know, that's how mm-hmm. I funded it. Yeah. So, so I was in a Facebook group and I was a admin with some other people and there's a guy named Ryan that was an admin too. And he was, he was traveling a lot from work and wanted to spend more time not on the road. I mean, he was gone like six months a year internationally for work. So we said, Hey, what if we start a break group? Basically I wanted to supplement my wife's income, you know, and he wanted to travel less. And so that's how we started. Um, wow. just started. So we started real breaks in 2016, fall of 2016. And, it, you know, we started with 2016 Bowman Chrome. We were pulling Juan Soto autos and we thought they were $2 Ooh. cards. <laughs> There's an old video of me pulling a Soto orange and just being like, Hey, you never know. This kid could be good. And just put yeah. the top and keep going. So, um, yeah, and that's, that's how we started. And so then our, um, so our son was born on, uh, November 2nd. The Cubs won the world series. Malik's was born. And uh, two months later, he had insanely risky, huge heart surgery, and he rocked it, and he's doing great mm-hmm. uh, from that. But yeah, but you know, but breaking then instead of it became to supplement the income, but then also that was my stress relief to tell stories mm, of, hey, yeah. you know, today was day twenty-five in the hospital. Like, here's what happened, and and it, you just share yourself, and I learned that's how I learned to cope. Like, I saw a counselor, and she's like, well. I don't think you need to talk to me. You tell all your stories to people opening baseball cards. And it just, and it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, and then yada, 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 we're, you know, six years later, we uh, are breaking full time. We have a huge staff and um, yeah, it's good time. Now you had mentioned before we came on the air that your shop, uh, which you said is a pretty, you know, if you have a big staff, it's, 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 and if it's thriving in a small town, like uh, Wapun, um, I don't know if it could do it by itself. And you acknowledged that breaking drives the store. Like without breaking, yeah. without your breaking business, there's no there's no it, real sports. Product. Yeah. So so we we chose um, in 2020. I bought this old downtown building. It was 15 minutes away from our house mm-hmm. in a town of about 10,000 people. It's 45 minutes from Madison, about an hour from Milwaukee, an hour from Appleton. Um, uh, you know, people say, well, how could a shop survive in a town of 10,000 people? And the truth is, it would be really hard. It really would. Because in our shop, we have every pro- we have a huge selection of sports products, mm-hmm. of hockey, football, basketball, baseball, and actually a ton of Pokemon, um, a huge selection. And there's no way we could afford an inventory like we have. It was just for the shop. But... And all the inventory also supports our breaking operation. So the the people that come to our shop can benefit from that. You know, they know there's always going to be the new releases. There's no, you know, there's always going to be basically the last year of releases. Mm-hmm. They know they're going to be here. And so we end up, because of that, it's kind of a chicken or the egg, you know, so you have it. And now we're getting people that will drive 45 minutes 
to an hour to an hour and a half because they know we're going to have it. And that's, um, that's pretty unique. It's very awesome. So, um, Before we move on, uh, we're going to listen to a very lovely and talented voiceover artist named Alan Golcher. Whether it's a 1986 Michael Jordan Fleer rookie card, a Tom Brady playoff contenders rookie card from 2000, or, I don't know, a Marv Throneberry card that came out of a post cereal box in 1963, and yes, that's a thing, Certified Sports Guarantee will grade your sports cards quickly and accurately. A subsidiary of Certified Collectibles Group, CSG graded over 1 million cards in its first year plus on the sports collecting scene, the fastest any grading company has hit that mark. The speedy turnaround times provided by the knowledgeable, passionate team of expert sports car graders will make your CSG experience smooth, efficient, and most importantly, fair. Regardless of the athlete, the sport, or the condition of your card, CSG will treat it with the love and respect it deserves. For more information about CSG, visit csgcards.com. That's CSG, your go-to sports card grading company. So this is a big question, and I don't know if there's a, a solid answer or if you have a really cool answer, but how is breaking change let me let me rephrase that how is modern breaking how is breaking as we know it in 2022 changed collecting as a whole sure i think the biggest way it's changed is you can get to know a product really really fast you know mm -hmm. before before breaking a product would come out and it'd take like four to six weeks of seeing it at card shows to really understand hey is this a good product what's in it what do the cards look like I mean, from a release day, in a few hours, you can have already watched multiple cases, see how the hits lie. And so mm -hmm. the the movement is very quick. You know, it's kind of the same way, you know, eBay changing singles, the single world, right? right? You know, and so that's the way you can, you want to look up cars, you just look up prices on eBay, you know, and so that's how I think it's changed. Um, as a collector, you can get all the knowledge of a product really fast. And we get people all the time, oh, I've never seen this product. I'm like, well, here's two links to a, a video. Check it out. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, find something else. And so I think that's the biggest way it's changed. Um, it's a lot, of, you know, with the whole buying your own team, it's much easier to, to collect a you know, collect your favorite players. It's just mm -hmm. more accessible. And then, um, but also you can learn, you learn about the hobby, learn about sports. We get all the time people in and saying, I haven't bought a baseball card in 20 years. And they're just curious to learn about this. And they're mm -hmm. like, wow, these cards are really cool now. You know, maybe yeah. that's something I'd like to buy. And so, um, so I think that's the biggest way. It also seems to me that, um, and you, you kind of alluded to this in your answer, um, it helps open the door for bigger demographic, right? Oh. If you have if you have access to a computer, you have access or or a phone, you have access to like a gajillion breaking videos and a, a gajillion other people who are watching these gajillion breaking videos. Uh, and I've always contended that you know real sports cards is is has competitors left and right. But what's good for real sports cars is good for like Alan Golcher's car store, which is good for that car store, which is good for that car store, which is good for that grading company, which is good for that convention. Um, and I, it, breaking, I, I wouldn't say it's the major driver. Uh, in the hobby, but is a major driver in the hobby. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I would agree with you. Good, good competitors. I mean, the other breakers that are big, like 
I don't look at it as competitive. There are some of our best friends in the hobby, yeah. Yeah. you know, and um, I love anyone that's doing it right and doing it honest and working hard. Um, it's just like, you know, if you're a card shop, you appreciate that other card shop a half hour down the road that's that's working hard, too. Yeah, it, it is hard. It's a lot of hard work, but it's fun. And, you know, I, I, I've said this on the show multiple occasions, and it really can't be stressed enough. We, Tom, and probably many of the people that listen here are very lucky to be able to make our livings in this space, right? I tell people I haven't worked in four years. <laughs> um, you know, when I, in 2018, I quit my school district job, and I just, I mean... I wear t-shirts and slacks to work every day. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. So <laughs> I wear jammies to work pretty much every day here to <laughs> collect this international studios in my basement in Chicago. Um, now how has breaking circa 2022 changed the way that you personally collect? That's a great question. Um, I, <laughs> so now let's, th- th- I'm gonna give you a two part answer in that. Um, if when I break, there's a lot of times I'll hit like a really cool. I love Anthony Rizzo and Rizzo Auto, and I I'll even say on video, I love this card. You know, thirty seconds <laughs> after the break, I get two messages from two people that have the same car. They're trying to sell it to me, and the person that hit the card saying, "Hey, do you want to buy it? Or do you want to make a trade?" And so you got to be a little careful because you can really go down a a rabbit hole that way. Um, but but really, the answer is the way I personally collect is in a day I can know if I like the product. I can really mm. get an understanding for the product and then I can choose, hey, is this something I want to collect or something not? You know, and and that's the biggest way it's really changed is just because breaking it and seeing it really opens opens your eyes to what it's really like. Uh, something that uh, I've talked about with every hobby is pretty much every everywhere at some point is the educational aspect of of like what I do, what you do, etc. Um, it sounds to me like you're you sitting there doing your breaking and watching the other breakers and communicating with uh, you know, buyers, sellers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, that you are learning so much about the products and the hobby and what's hot and what's not. Absolutely, and also going into a break. We study checklists like it's, I mean, like it's our job. It really is our job to really know a product, you know? And so when that, that first pack's open, anything that's been published about that product, we've read and we understand, you know? Um, that's why, you know, we're in, um, is it a contenders football when they have the, the short prints that are unannounced that really mm-hmm. bothers people like me to spend all this time studying. Like, I didn't know that, you know, it's, yeah. it's fun to learn that part, but, um, yeah, we, it, we're all in. We're all in. I think access also from what you're saying is also a beautiful thing. Like if someone's got a Rizzo card that you're interested in, all of a sudden, hey, you can have you know immediate contact with that person rather than scouring the Internet, scouring boards, scouring eBay. You just pop on right. There, hey, look at this. Rizzo Auto. Yay. <laughs> well, you're talking about, you know, the way not a break of it, Internet change, you know, as a fellow Cub fan. You know, think about the Elite Series and Ryan Sandberg autographs. What mm-hmm. they made, they were out of like 10,000, I think. Um, but they're really hard to find when I'm a 13-year-old. You know, I remember yeah. one guy in town had one, and you would go over and see it. Well, with the internet, I mean, if they had a, a autograph card that was such high numbered like that, 
people would be like, they they made way too many of those. You know, it, it's yeah. it's really changed it. Random question: What's your dream Cubs card? <laughs> I have it. Um, nineteen eighty six Ryan Sandberg. It's the best That's card a good one. in the world. It's such a classic card. Um, I mean, I would beg to differ. I would like an Ernie Banks rookie card, but that's a little Ernie out of Banks my price rookie. range. You know, I used to really, really, really be into vintage. Um, and I don't know why. I just, I kind of gravitated to people that I saw and play. Um, mm. Probably like a really high graded Ron Santo rookie card, maybe. Oh, so, that'd be awesome. That was my dad's yeah. favorite player. And so, yeah. He was but, one of my uh, favorite players growing up, too. That's a good question. How about um, a Bryce Harper autograph Chicago Cubs card? Can we get Harper on the Cubs? That's I will. I will make. I will make some calls, Tom. I will make some calls. <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you this: Since you are on the on the street doing this uh, doing this breaking business, what have you seen in terms of trends? Remember, this is September twenty twenty two. Let's talk about sports, individual sports. Do have people gravitating towards baseball, football, basketball, or is it just strictly seasonal? It's not seasonal. Um, we're finding baseball is really really hot right now. Hmm. Very very hot. Now, has that been the case since the beginning of the season, or has it picked up as the season has progressed? No, it changed. No, it, I'm talking about the last like two weeks. Okay, you know, and so um, another thing that this pro, this hobby like it changes every day. Like the 100%. trends, are, I I'm seeing. So let's go football, right? When Prism Football released, football was on fire. It was on mm-hmm. fire, and it's still pretty good. And the last we're seeing the last two weeks, it's really, really, really slowed down. Which is interesting. We thought it would pick up because the prices are less for twenty two, and the products that have came out for twenty two are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just slower, for example. But, but baseball is picked up. You know, for non sports, that um, Spider Man, the Skybox Spider Man cards that Upper Deck did are on mm-hmm. fire. We're selling those like crazy. Um, the other Upper Deck set, the Champions League, was is really, really good. That came out Wednesday. We're selling a ton of that. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball is definitely slower. Now, do you credit that to the fact that we are still, you know, six, eight weeks away from regular season basketball? Or is this a continued trend from uh, the beginning of uh, 2022? I think it was so many people paid a lot of money in 2019, 2020. They're still a little they're a little slow to get back in and pay that kind of money for basketball now. Yeah, there was there was a period where. You know, I had a conversation with someone, a Chicago guy, so my ears a little perks up a little bit when I hear something mentioned about the Bulls. And I, someone bought a Kobe White rookie card for, geez, four figures, right? That's a lot of money for Kobe White, who wasn't even close to to being yeah. proven at that point. Yeah, and I think too, people. I mean, twenty one football is really expensive, and I think people spent a lot yeah. of money on twenty one, so maybe they're a little gun shy. To go back into to twenty two, even though I think the twenty two products are really really good, um, I don't know. You know, seasonal wise, June is always the slowest time for us. Yeah, totally. Sports cars. But even though it's slow, we're still 
doing 10 to 12 cases a day, you know, wow. so it's all, all relative and slow. Yeah. Um, but also Bowman, you know, we do a ton of Bowman by Bowman getting pushed back to end of November. That really, or Bowman Chrome getting pushed back to end of November. That really affected us. So like that would be a huge gap that we'd be selling a lot in, in late August. And then right now. And so the, the, I think the biggest trend on some of this is the release is getting pushed back, you know, stadium club, is a huge product for us. We we'll do 50 to a hundred cases of stadium club. That usually comes out in June that hasn't hit the street. Same with like tops, finest mm-hmm. Allen and Ginter. So that's really been probably the biggest, um, slowdown. And so we've really had to dig back in and do maybe more of other products that we wouldn't do as that much. Um, I see another, another trend, um, <sighs> is like there it's going to be interesting how this all shakes out but like unlicensed products like leaf have really slowed down just incredibly and mm-hmm. i think leaf makes some really great quality products they've been harder to sell um soccer's picked up we sell and the hockey's picked up too but that's a little deceiving from my point of view because we i couldn't sell hockey until we had a card shop so we're newer in hockey so you know so i'm 100 percent over last year i I couldn't sell hockey last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's more wavy in the release. I don't think it's necessarily seasonal based on the sport, but really based on releases. And, you know, when you're it's it's huge on releases. Now, in, in the breaking world, um, does the is it kind of the kind of thing where one trend starts out small and gets big because everybody is paying really close attention to everybody else? Or is it just a kind of coincidental thing? Like, what do you think moves the market? Singles move the market without mm-hmm. a doubt. Without a doubt, singles move this market. And you know, and um, singles move the wax market. The breaking, what we're what we're selling it for breaking is based on what we're paying to get the product and what the retail price of the product is. So, mm-hmm. um, but really, it's singles. You know, a good one is um, remember UFC Prism when that came out. There was mm-hmm. some of those color blasts that were selling ridiculous amounts of money. Now, were they true sales or fake sales? We could argue that all day long, but like UFC, we were selling UFC prison boxes for a thousand dollars a box. I think now they're like 200 maybe, which is so, so that, that was a weird spike. And, um, I wasn't in the hype on it at a thousand. I'm like, that's a let's, lot. Let's sell and it'll come down. It's actually a pretty good product that what it settled out at. Mm. Um, but yeah, but singles drive the market. They constantly will drive this market. Let's talk about the culture of breaking. We alluded to it earlier. Um, and, you know, production values, again, it's all relative. Like kind of the the charm of, of watching a breaking video is the sloppiness of it, right? But there are some people who, you know, go out of their way to make things pretty. Uh, ha- have you seen that? Does it make any difference? Is it going to keep evolving? I think it definitely keeps evolving. We're <laughs> our overlay for our break right now. We're in the process of revamping it and making it better. Um, mm-hmm. I'll take a step back. You know, you talk about the national in 2017, our first national. We were the only one with table skirts and pop up banners, right? Uh, the only breaker in in the, the breakers. The only breaker yeah. there that actually had like a regular table skirt with our logo on it. Yeah. And now that's everyone does. I mean, there's there's huge productions of this last yeah. national. So, yeah. so it's definitely evolving. The overlay is evolving. I, you know, there's more and more enter. It's really interesting. Um, 
what people say when they get a hit, right? What the breaker says. You know, I've watched some where they'll pull a $500 card and they'll literally say, like, this is a life changer. You know, this is, a, you know, yeah. you can buy a new car. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, but then you'll watch <laughs> some and they'll pull a $3,000 card and they have no idea. I've watched some yeah. where they just put it in a stack. So you got to have a little bit of balance. You know, the thing is, um, you know, you got to be excited. I think one of the biggest downfalls on breakers. So let's say someone pays $20 for the diamond by X, right? Mm-hmm. And, and everyone, you know, and it's definitely the cheapest team, but they get like a really cool Randy Johnson autograph card. No matter how the case is going, that person killed it on that break, right? They're super yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah. And as a breaker, you can't say, oh, that box stunk because, well, you just had one person that, that did awesome. So, so you just got to be, just be yourself. Like, just be happy when people hit, you know, yeah. be sympathetic when people don't. Um, and just, just find about the joy of the hobby. You know, talk about a lot of times I'll talk about cards that remind me of cards when I collected as a kid, you know, like this year in tops, they have the 87 tops insert last year. They have the 86, which is my favorite set. And so that was fun, um, for me to open. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely changing in, um, I don't know what your original question was. I got on my little tangent. What do you see happening moving forward? You could be, you know, we're going to haul you any of this. Feel free to be as goofy or speculative as you want. Do you see uh, things changing, growing, shrinking, evolving? What What's the next step in breaking? I wish I had a crystal ball for that one. So mm-hmm. the, the hardest part of breaking is actually getting product. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, since we entered day one and how, how you get product is different now than it was in 2016. I think it's going to be a heck of a lot different in January than it is today. Sure. Um, you know, and it's the big elephant in the room with fanatics. Like what's going to happen? I don't, I have no idea. You know, our, our focus as a company is continue to sell to the consumer, to the end consumer and breaks or personal boxes or whatnot, Mm -hmm. provide good content, be positive about products and really focus focus on that. And I think the other stuff will, will fall where it may be. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, it's interesting with like the, um, the Spider-Man is the non-sports stuff going to come in more into breaking. Mm-hmm. We actually, we did a lot of it, you know, um, is the stuff like flawless where you're paying tons and tons of money for this chance to have one good card. Is that going to take over? I actually think that, may go down a little bit more. I just see so many people losing so much money. Yeah. Um, and when we built this business, this breaking group that turned into a business, really, we built it on like Bowman's Best and Topps High Tech and things like that, where you could get a team for $40 and get your cards that you liked. And I think that's the core, that's the core root of what we built the business on. And I think that collector segment is always going to be there. And so we mm-hmm. just got to really, really grow and keep going on that. Um, and that's why like a day like Topps Chrome is a huge, a huge day for you us. You see soccer making some noise with the World Cup uh, coming about uh, two months from when we're recording this? We sell a lot of soccer. We sell a lot of soccer breaks. Our Minnesota crew, they know soccer. I don't know. I know Pele, right? Like I, don't know. <laughs> I enjoy soccer. I have no, no hatred for soccer. Um, 
but it's really just not big in rural Wisconsin, believe it or not. Sure, um, sure, sure. <laughs> but we sell a lot of soccer. A lot and Thompson's making some really cool, nice soccer products. So really cool. Yeah, a lot of people are talking that. The prices are still they're still relatively low for boxes. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that, that affects it for sure. Uh bold predictions. Any bold breaking predictions, any bold collecting space predictions. Won't hold you to it. Won't throw this in your face if it doesn't come to pass. Go. I think that's a great question. I know you, you <laughs> asked me that it was coming up. Um, the bull prediction, I, I see um, you're going to see more. I Well, I think, and I think in some podcasts I've listened to that uh, Fanatics has alluded to no more redemptions, which I think is an amazing thing for collectors. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's a real bold prediction. Um, what I think they're, they're going to, you'll see more experiential stuff. You know, so they'll be, and they've started doing it with like the transcendent parties and things like that. I I see more of that where you get to be more part of, in the hobby, um, mm-hmm. go to things. That's not really a bold prediction because they're kind of doing it too. Um, I'll give you a bold prediction: inserts, cool inserts in baseball are going to be cool again. They're going to be popular. I like that. That's my bold prediction. All right. Well, no. we are going to come back to you in, um, say, May of next year, and and, <laughs> and, and we'll we'll retouch that. You'll say, Tom, these baseball inserts are junk. What were you talking about? No, <laughs> no, no. I can, we won't throw it in your face. We're just going to check in. Because uh, we, like you, are the Mr. Rogers of, of the industry. Okay, uh, good. Uh, Tom, hype your stuff. Where can they uh, go buy stuff, and where can they watch you break stuff? Yeah, check us out on realsportscards.com. You, the best way to buy it a break is through Facebook. If you have a Facebook account, check us out on just search Real Breaks. We're also on Instagram. You can see a lot of cool pictures of our cards, Real Breaks Live, and on Twitter also. Um, but yeah, the best way to join a break right now is through our Facebook group, um, Real Breaks. Tom Kolcheski, thank you so much for uh, dropping the knowledge, and uh, good luck. Thanks, Alan. I appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed Collect This, powered by CSG. Collect This was hosted, written, produced, engineered, and scored by Alan Goldscher. If you have any comments or questions, please email us at collectthis at csgcards.com.